2: Go take a hike. Toyota is the number one retail brand for electrified vehicles for 22 years. The Toyota hybrid lineup brings efficiency with power and savings with style. Not to mention top tech to help keep you connected. Plush premium interiors and the most advanced Toyota safety features. So, now you know who you're talking to. Toyota, the number one retail brand for electrified vehicles for 22 years with a hybrid or electric vehicle built for every driver. Seriously, dear gas prices? Do you really think you can stand in our way? Think again. Toyota hybrids. Find yours at toyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.
0: Based on manufacturer estimates, CY2000 2000 through 2021 sales. It is the Blue Room and we are recording on a Monday because Everton are in crisis once again. They haven't got a manager once again and we are embarking on another wild search for a new manager, it would seem, uh, after the loss against Norwich at the weekend. Benitez is gone. Uh, who comes in to replace him? Who knows? We'll get into that in a bit. Mike the and Dave Downey joined me for this impromptu show. <sighs> Lads, what are we going to do? What are we gonna do, Mike? What are we gonna do? Do you, do you want an actual answer? Semi serious answer. Semi serious answer. Oh,
2: semi serious. Burn it all to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> do you want a serious answer? Jump a serious answer now? Yeah. Burn it to the ground. <laughs> like, just, just burn it. Like, the, the, what, 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 a, what, a, what is the answer other than just absolutely get a big load of matches? Set the building on fire and start again from the cinders. Actually, do you know what? don't start again? We'll get into like maybe handball. Have you watched handball? It's good for Oh, it's great, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like old oh, badminton. I don't know. Squash. Anyone played squash? I don't know. Like like Tardum, let's, let's it looks squash. Shit. Yeah. I, I I've
1: okay. um I've got a bit more responsible view on this, Matt. I think we should sell all the players, sell every sell every asset that's there, sell everything that's blue. And give all the money to everything in the community. And then that'll do then. And then we'll just go and watch and Marine or someone like
2: that every week. You and know, then ju- can we burn it to the ground? And then we'll <laughs> you know, then we'll burn it to the ground, everything that is not needed by everything in the community. Um
0: do we need and- to do a clarification at this point that Mike doesn't actually want to burn everything to the ground.
1: Or- can we have like I mean- volleyball games at the sand at Bramley Moor? Just don't just <laughs> don't build the stadium, just play volleyball on the sand that they've got there at the minute. I reckon that'll be a crack of that.
2: I'll be honest, Matt, you can clarify that if you want. I'm not going to clarify that. <laughs> no comment there. <laughs> no, no comment. The Blue Room is not but responsible you know for any action taken by Mike D'Asia. Yeah, <laughs> but do you know what? We we jest and we joke, but Jesus Christ, it's just, it's quite depressing, isn't it? it I'm, yeah. Go on, Matt, just, you, you haven't done the update of where we sat, stand the, the situation yet, have you? Because I can't yeah. say the words. I can't say it. So uh, say as it... it. As, as we
0: recalled this at 11 o'clock on Monday, but he's gone, but it would appear they want Roberto Martinez to come in, It's is just, just funny to even say. Uh, but Belgium don't want to let him go. Apparently, he really wants the job, which I find a bit mad, um, but I'd probably, well, the report indicates it's not going to be him. It'd probably be Duncan up until this week and going into the game at the weekend, but um, but before we get into that lads I do want to speak about Benitez and, and his tenure and ultimately Davey finished off with a run of one win in 13 games we've taken six points since September and whatever you want to say about any of this and we will get into talking about the owner and the chairman and the way in which they have picked managers and the route that potentially might go down next but whatever you say about any of that Benitez was an awful awful Everton manager wasn't he and um, That that decision was a long time coming.
1: Yes, he was, and and the other, you know, the the big thing about this for me is, everyone loves a bit of humble pie, don't they? They love sort of rubbing it in people's faces what they said initially was correct. I actually don't get that feeling from others who said it literally from the day he was linked to getting the Everton job. Do you, well, you know? I, do you know why they?
0: Because it wasn't that hard to predict. It wasn't like going out on a limb and making this like crazy prediction based on loads of research and you know scientific analysis. Yeah. Every single person knew exactly how this was going to go. No, like, I, think, I, I, think, I, I think back I, to that Merseyside derby. How how many of us said at the start of the season in December they'll be chanting his name when the us and we'll be in a we'll be in a terrible place. Everyone knew to that level of specific, specificity. that no. that's how
1: it was going to go. I slightly disagree with that because um, there are so many other things that are happening there that are so wrong. I mean, we joked there about liquidating and burning it to the ground and stuff like that. We're saying those words not purely based on the fact that Benitez was the manager. Those sorts of things are based on the fact the football club is ran, which is appallingly by the guy who owns it, who we all thought was the saviour when he first came in. What is it now? Five years ago? And you look what's happened since then. Benitez and he becomes part of that. And as we've said, as I've said all along, and I think you've pretty much agreed this way, Matt, that, you know, yes, there's a huge issue with Benitez being the Everton manager, but it's not necessarily the biggest issue that's wrong with the football club. And that's what we're going to see come to fruition right now when we're trying to hire a manager who it looks likely to be one of the three, well, many people have spoken about, but also reports we've heard about Wayne Rooney Duncan Ferguson or Roberto Martinez, Um, you know, it's not, this doesn't surprise me. I mean, you'll you'll get people who are fans of other clubs and don't really get the Everton situation as deep as we all do. But, you know, in the face of many people, they'll say, oh, going back to Martinez, who's just been a decent manager on the international scene, you know, Everton getting him is not a bad thing for them to do. When we all know it's an appalling thing for Everton to do because we know what happened in the situation he was given um, and what he did. That first season was a complete... It was just completely rare, isn't it? You know, you think about it now, that it's probably one of the best seasons we've had. That It was literally just one season that we had where things went right, where he took over a side that was very competent under David Moyes, you know, we're at now a situation where, yes, we can talk all we like about Benitez and how poor things were, how poor he was, how ridiculous signing him as the manager was, but that doesn't that doesn't change what the issue is at the football club. And in my opinion, yes, and people will say to me, "Oh, Dave, you're trying to dodge the fact that Benitez was that bad." I know he was that bad. That run of games was truly appalling, and he shouldn't have been at the football club. When he come in, I I didn't criticize him as much as others have, or like really badly criticize him as a lot of people do as well. But yes, I I would broadly agree that you know it never should have happened. It's very easy to say that now in hindsight, isn't it? But it just doesn't. And I don't repeat myself here again. But the, the final comment to make on that is, it doesn't show even the slightest issue what's wrong with this football club without. Rafa Benitez in charge, even if he was still in charge, those issues still remain the same.
0: Mike, how do you reflect on on his tenure or seventh-month tenure? Did it go pretty much exactly how you expected?
2: Pretty much. Um, not well. It, it was pretty much doing from the start, wasn't it? And it's not because he managed Liverpool. I think the fact that he managed Liverpool probably has less to do with any of this than, than any other possible reason you could conjure up it's the fact that he couldn't organize a defense he couldn't organize a set piece to save his life he didn't win football matches at the end of the day he alienated himself to fans to staff to the players he did everything he could do to possibly hamper himself in the job it's not everyone was against him it was that he was against everyone else So the the people that stood there on the first day of the season and bit the tongue and got on and supported the team and watched them beat, was it Southampton, first game of the season, possibly? Um, It shows that people were not there to just be like, right, okay, well, we're going to be on your back straight away because guess what? Rafa Benitez is not the most important thing to Evertonians. The most important thing to Evertonians is winning football matches and they will back anyone to do that it doesn't matter who it is it it doesn't matter what the position is if Everton are winning games then people are going to back that and they're going to stand for that that's fine but the problems come when you are this sort of me against the world mentality but the world is right and you are wrong unfortunately and if you prove to be wrong in pretty much every facet of your job then you're going to get sacked doesn't matter if you manage Liverpool, doesn't matter if you manage Chelsea, doesn't matter if you manage Hartlepool United, could have managed anyone. It was more about just how woefully inadequate he was at his job. And thank God it's over. But uh, do you know what? As Dave says, we can sit here and we can focus on Benitez. That would be wrong. It's over. It's done with now. The problem comes from the fact that there was a time when that man was appointed someone's done that despite as you said Matt the terrifying thing we said this the other day on the podcast I think if you took any I reckon line line me up 20 Evertonians sat in a pub on a Friday night having a chat about Everton I think if you take pretty much all of those 20 and you swap them with Farhad Mashiri, you'd probably get better decisions made which is terrifying I shouldn't think that because I don't think that about pretty much any football club anywhere. Like, that's a stupid thing to think. But in this case, it's probably true. Because we know from from journalists, from actual stories, that it was pretty much him and him alone that hired Rafa Benitez. Nobody else was in favour of this. Granted, the board and the recruitment staff weren't at complete, complete synergy with where they were going, but Nobody else wanted Benitez. He was told multiple times that this was how it would go, and this is how it's gone. And yet we sit in a situation now where he's about to go back to someone where it's weird, isn't it? Because you go back to a manager, you usually have to have been very successful, not when they've taken one of the best teams that you've had in recent memory and basically stagnated them in 11th place. It's just... <laughs> It's just terrifying because he'll be told all this again. He told, well, there was no positives. Like he hasn't had a club management job since then. He stagnated in international football, like probably hasn't adapted, probably hasn't changed. As we've seen with his Belgium side, still quite power the puff defensively. He can attack a little bit, set pieces are vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right. Nothing's really changed though. Ah, sod it. Well, it's what I want to do this time. So we'll just do that. That's the problem. So we can sit here and talk about, Benitez, until the cows come home. There's no point. No point whatsoever. This has to be about just how ridiculously Farhad Mashiri is taking this club backwards. It's it's almost as if he's doing it on purpose now. But the terrifying thing to me is that he's not a Mike Ashley. He's not, he's not like that sort of, well, do you know what? I'm actually quite good at what I do. And what I do is basically just creaming a load of money off for me, and then just letting the football club dwindle along about this level. And you have to get relegated, then I can bring them back up and that's fine, but they'll be about there. No, no, he's really trying. He's really trying. And his version of trying is doing this. This is this is terrifying. This is like incredibly inept. This is like when the Venky's rocked up at Blackburn levels of awful. I, we need to take a step back and just look at what it was like when he joined, to now, the, the levels of dysfunction have just spread. We've had maybe one or two levels of a little bit of incompetency here and there. We thought, bloody hell, it'd be nice if we just had someone to come in and correct those. Well, no, what he's done is he's just got a big hammer and just whacked it dead hard to try and fix it and made it 10 times worse. It's terrifying. Well, that, that, that this if there's ever going to... I don't think this will happen,
0: but if there's ever going to be a time for introspection for Farah Bashiri... It's surely got to be now because there is no one left. All, all that's left now is him and the rubble of a football club. The manager he picked is gone. The director of football he picked is gone. Key players gone. In Luca Dean, the scouting department is gone. The medical staff have all gone, and he would lined up behind this fella that we thought was effectively the saviour in Rafael Benitez to, to you know to, to take us through this period. He backed him by selling Luca Dean. And literally, literally days later, literally a couple of days later, he's gone. He, he sacked him, and just, it just—it just goes to show that he just lurched from one crisis
2: to another, don't they? Or Under him, and he, just do me a favour, Matt. Yeah, just swap the name Rafa Benitez for Sam Allardyce. Mm. Yeah, nothing, yeah. nothing changed. He was yeah. there, stood in the smoldering wreckage of his own just incompetency. Nothing changed then. And we've been through, what, the same cycle all over again. That was the time for introspection. That was the time to take a step back. And we thought he'd done that when he brought in Marcel Brands. And it just, it's, we sit here and we're talking about bringing in a director of football. When we know, we've already seen that happen. We've already seen it play out. We've we've done this before. He brings in the director of football. The director of football gets a nice office over that way. Sits there and he can, like, maybe he's got a a tactics board or whatever, a big whiteboard he can write on. And then Machir, will just forget he exists two weeks mm. later and just carry on playing football manager. Like, that's it's, what happened. It Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. I mean, like well, being asked loads, because
1: obviously we've been doing a lot of work BBC-wise and everything we do on the Blue Room since this has happened. People are saying, who do you want then, Dave, if you don't want Duncan Ferguson? Who do you want if you don't want Wayne Mooney? And I don't have an answer for that, admittedly. don't have an answer for who I'd like to see as the manager. I And to the point you two have just made there, I would like to see Michoudi show show some sort of sense as an owner and say, listen, and admit, take his ego away and admit, I haven't got a clue about all this shit and I've proven that. I'm going to give all of this to this guy who is a director of football, do it properly this time, get the director of football in and he... Deals and runs everything else that I've tried to do because it's my little train set that we've, ironically, <laughs> Bill Kenwright's been criticised about, hasn't he, for years gone by? The owner he go, goes and gets... I'm starting to think he must have been best mates for years, actually, and he didn't just find him somewhere with a, with a, with a billionaire, worth, you know, billion quid's worth of money. Um, I'd like him to, to show responsibility for this, and he, he never has. Um, And you can just look at every single fastest of the football club and realise he hasn't shown any sort of knowledge, acquired any sort of knowledge from people who know what this is. He's simply taken advice from agents who have their own agenda to sell footballers and get as much money as they can for certain people. That's why the money he's spent, which, you know, people repeatedly used to say, you can't ever criticise Machady because he's sorted out Bramley more and he's put in Half a billion quid's worth of money to sign players that whoever we've had the manager has cocked up, but he's the guy who's done that. He people need to realise that he's the person that has done those things. Do you know, it's like you know, could you possibly trust Bramley Moore is going to go ahead? I wouldn't. I wouldn't trust anything that that guy does. To be fair, and I don't even think it's harsh to say that about anything he's trying to do positively for this football club because he clearly hasn't got a clue and i saw quite a few arsenal fans talking about this with cronky they had they have at arsenal who was so happy that he was leaving because he would never have him, let him have a say in what they do in football business and all we've seen is him do that and that's come to fruition here um and and that to me is the, the biggest concern right now in that this is the guy that's going to choose who the next manager is, because I don't think he's going to go get a director of football before he gets a manager in. Um, now, I'm, 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 I'm almost, in my opinion, I'm, I'm pretty certain that it's going to be Duncan Ferguson that is the manager against Villa at least, anyway. What goes on from beyond then becomes even more tricky if we win that game. In many ways, because if you if we lose that game and if Ferguson's in charge and we lose it it's like okay well we can't have Dunk. at least that ticks one off the list but then you go back to the problem that this guy's still going to be the one that picks who the manager is what 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 is he going to do what does he ever think as a billionaire who's been a successful businessman in whatever it is he's done throughout his whole life at what point is this fella ever going to think, right, I'm not the right person to be making this decision? And I don't think he will. I don't think people can do that if you've got to that level of ego in life where, you know, if you were to go and question him in person, the first thing somebody like that, I would imagine would say to it I'm a successful billionaire businessman. Why should I not make a decision that I've paid to acquire as well, by the way? And that's why when this guy continues to be the owner of our football club it's going to be a complete mess unless he openly admits to what needs to change or that he doesn't know what needs to change and he's willing to let somebody else who does know it in and allow them to deal with it and that's why it doesn't end for me. Did you think that the sense of sort of peril and
0: Astonishment at the inadequacy of things is, is permeating through to him, though. And do, do you think he's feeling it? Because it,
1: no, it, I it, don't. It's
0: it's 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 one of them, isn't it? Where the more this goes on, and, and the more he continues making these these mental decisions where he's seemingly swayed by by his mates, your know, agents, and that sort of thing. The, the more you sort of think, is, is this just a big game? Is this just a big game for Farah Is well, Is well, he inter- is he interested in the football club really doing well, or yeah. does he want to just have? You know, flashes cash a little bit, play play, bit, yeah. play, play football owner or football manager in, in real life, chey- and then chey- get the, chey- get the get get the stadium built, and then cash in his chips and, and do one. I mean, if it feels more and more like it's it's just a bit of a laugh for him. It's, we, you know, we are the club has effectively become a bit of a billionaire's plaything and a vanity yeah. project
1: for yeah, him. That's spot on, and I think that's why you know people on the outside will say, "Oh, how could Everton possibly moan at a guy that's done these things?" For them, well, it really is. We care what you wish for when you when we've used finances to buy players and make Everton worse. We are actually worse under every penny he spent at this football club, aside from Bramley Moore, which I, I don't think they can even be included on, you know, the positive side of things that anybody even tries to find at Everton right now because there's no guarantee that ever going to be a Premier League club when that and, and that there, there actually isn't, you know. And Whilst he repeatedly goes back into, well, nobody can dare question me. That is the problem of having an owner who is just, I don't know, power hungry, I would suggest. Um, Even though, like, you know, when he speaks to Jim White and stuff like that, I bet you this, when when he's made the decision to sack Benitez, he's never going to publicly admit that it was wrong to do that. Because here's the guy that, what, just a couple of weeks ago, has said he's going to back him to be the, the guy who, who, who sorts out the recruitment of things and then sacks him, that doesn't make sense, even though it, it does to us who we want he wants them sacked. But at only one point will he ever say, oh, OK, I'm, that's what the fans want. How often does he go to that well and think, right, what are fans saying? What, what are fans going to suggest happens at this football club when, when things aren't going right? I can't ever see a scenario where he ultimately would ever take that serious. Eventually, he might, because he f- then, ludic- after all the ludicrous <clears throat> stuff he's done, we'll see the problem that we've all banged on about for a much longer time, for an instant time, in-, in Benitez's case. Yet, he will not budge until he thinks it's the right thing to do. And he doesn't know what the right thing to do is. So while he's still here, you know, he's as much of a problem as getting any manager that you wouldn't want at the football club right now. Well, and he, and, I, and and we've got to we've got to stay in the Premier League, what under all these circumstances. I don't think there are many managers you, you would look at who could guarantee you 21 points. Probably less, isn't it? You look at the table, it'll probably be 34, 35 points, maybe. I tell you what, I, I think we're in real, real trouble because especially if you look at some of the sides below us, we've got games in hand and stuff like that. You look at Burnley, they've barely had a game this season, they've got to go and do all that and they're bottom of the table and we've got to play Newcastle twice and and Norwich have beat us. So, you know, th- this is, when people are talking, I know we'll go on to this, this conversation now, but this is when people are saying, oh, you've got to give it to Big Dunk. You've got to give him his chance. You've got to give him, it. it's a lot of just care-take. I've been a caretaker for the, for the team for four games. And that's it. And it was lovely and emotional and sentimental for all of us to watch him with his band on and all that and his nice watch. All of that stuff. It was lovely. It was really nice. We love all that sentiment. I personally will always say I can't stand that when in reality I actually do. I loved it. I loved it when Rooney came back and made that thing we were talking about, Matt, about mm-hmm. it, the thing that we could potentially be playing if if he if he <laughs> managed it. Well, I, I love all life. I'm a big softy. Most people are like that. But when you're talking about he was a caretaker, we knew he was a caretaker and we knew that it wasn't going to stiff. That wasn't going to be the manager of Everton just because he walked off five points in four games against some really big teams in the Premier League, admittedly. Now people are saying, well, he's earned his opportunity. How has he earned his opportunity? He's got the qualifications, Me and Mike, with a a fair bit of quid, could go and get those qualifications if we wanted, them. we could go and buy them. You can physically go and buy them, do you know what I mean, And, and, and run a course and whatever. That's the credential he's got right now, and I'm not trying to slate the lad, because if he does come in, which I think he probably will, we'll back him, absolutely we'll back him, and I'd love him to do well, but this is about getting the club to stay in the Premier League and then sorting it out in the summer, and by sorting it out, that means Machedi. M- M- you can't say to leave because he owns the thing, but he badly needs to have a look around and see what everything is like around that football club, and understand that it's not him who should be making the decisions that that he's decided that he's going to be the one that makes. And he's been a, he's, he's been a he's been a disgrace. He's been an absolute disgrace.
0: Well, I think that for, that's, that's sort of the issue, isn't it, Mike? That it does with Mishiri, it feels like we are sort of trapped because, you know, he does own the majority of the football club. He is the fella making the decisions. And it doesn't really feel as though there's an urgency in the fan base to not literally, but, you know, metaphorically drag this fella out by his heels of the boardroom and say, you know, get out to this football club. you run running us into the ground, probably because of the stadium. You know, we, we saw it a few weeks ago when people tried to organise a protest on 27 minutes and walk out. The majority of people stayed in and, you know, almost, you know, took the piss out of those that they went down. It's it, it just a sort of feel as though that machinery is is keeping us in this, this endless loop and it's hard to see a way out of it, really.
2: Oh, completely. I, I don't think there is a way out of it, unfortunately. Um, as... Stan Kroenke has made quite clear at Arsenal if the fella in charge is quite happy to be in charge, then he will stay in charge. If he's enjoying himself, then... Or as Mike Ashley showed, if he's enjoying himself, then he'll stay in charge. Second, he doesn't enjoy himself, yeah, then maybe he'll try and sell. But before then, no, no, this is mine and I'm going to keep it. Um, that's the way football is, unfortunately. It's, um, it's soul-destroying. It's awful. It's horrible. But that's what we have to deal with. I agree completely with what Dave's saying about Duncan Ferguson, to be honest with you. The idea of giving someone their first permanent job in management at a Premier League football club is it not just me that that sounds completely ridiculous, too? Like, mm. that, that's not how it works. I'm sorry, but just because you have stayed behind managers and learned things from them, obviously doesn't mean you are ready for that. I've said it for years now. He needs to go and take a managerial job. I would much rather have Wayne Rooney take the job because I can see evidence of him doing well in a bad managerial situation. Like that, That, to me, has more sustenance. Even though it's over a shorter period of time than Duncan Ferguson has been involved in backroom staff, he's still got evidence and a portfolio there. He's basically just turning up to a job interview with a blank portfolio. Like there, there was nothing on it. I well, have. Will, will people be saying, Mike,
0: that he, two years ago we did something similar and got everything? What was it? Five points over the course of three games.
2: It, it was. Yes, it was. It was five points, and it was it was lightning in the bottle. Is what it was. That that um that atmosphere against Chelsea was unique. And do you know what? I'm sat here and I'm thinking if there is a side right now that you could get that against, it would be Steven Gerrard's Aston Villa. That's the one thing that I'm sat here going and Luca okay, Dean's that... Aston Villa. What? Luca Dean's Aston Villa. Well, exactly, exactly. But it's it's one of those things for me where I can see that. That kind of makes a bit of sense. So, yeah, don't rush it. And I, I would I wouldn't have too many qualms about that. But as we saw with the football after that moment, it was quite dire. It was quite poor. Do you remember the first half against Leicester City in the cup? That was terrible. Like truly, truly terrible. And but again, it was lightning in a bottle and it was blood and thunder that got them back into that tie and a bit of absolute top quality from Leighton Baines. That's that's the reality of that situation. It wasn't it wasn't brilliant tactical masterclasses at all. And I haven't seen evidence of him being a successful manager yet. So I'm sorry that doesn't give you the right to manage Everton Football Club. It just doesn't. You've got to go and do it somewhere else. Imagine the Reds just giving the job to Steven Gerrard if Klopp decided to leave, what, a year, year and a half ago? doesn't happen. just does not happen without him having any sort of expertise before he goes to Rangers. Villa aren't giving him that job without him being at Rangers. You don't just get jobs. Look at Frank Lampard now, still struggling to get Premier League jobs because he just had that job at Derby and then Chelsea went, okay, we'll give you a go for a bit. If that's his only portfolio and he suddenly thinks he's at that level, he's not going to get them jobs. So why is this one right for Duncan Ferguson if he has no experience whatsoever? It just, it makes no sense to me. But I do, I agree with what Dave's saying. It's It's between three people at the moment. It's going to be Martinez, it's going to be Ferguson or it'll be Wayne Rooney. And if you offer me the choice of those three, I'm probably taking Wayne Rooney. I mean,
0: yeah. how how in, how insular is the thinking at our football club? By the way, the yes, the free the free possible prospects are someone who's already managed us, someone who played for us, and someone who's done both and is at the football club currently. You know, it, that that it's so narrow minded, and you know, it probably is a nod to some of the issues that
2: we're having, isn't it? You know, you know it's, the, it's 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 talk again, like of um, the, the, obviously, you're Greg O'Keefe at the Athletic, who's also said that Lucien Favre is on the short list, whereas it's like where's the direction like you have Roberto Martinez the big possession heavy just want the ball will take the ball brilliant, yeah phenomenal <laughs> then you have Duncan Ferguson blood and thunder lightning in a bottle you've got Wayne Rooney whose style still is yet to become clear at Derby and you got Lucien Favre who's mostly known for good speed quick counter-attacking teams it's just there's, they're all different again. It, it's the same as last summer, it's the same as the time before that, it's the same as the time before that. But you just know that those names on a shortlist have just been lashed there because the names left over from three, four, five years ago. It's the same. We always had Ralph Ranick appearing on the same shortlist, Vitor Pereira appeared on the same shortlist, Marco Silva appeared on loads, and Roberto Martinez has appeared on loads. It's they just have this back catalogue of the same crap names that they will lull over and then occasionally go, oh, actually, we looked at that fella and he spoke all right that one time six years ago. We'll just, yeah, we might uh, might bring him back in. But it's just ridiculous, isn't it? Like you say, Matt, it's so insular. It's just, I can't believe that this is a Premier League football club. They deserve to be relegated. If you are running this way, you deserve to be relegated and it is coming whether it is this season or whether it's next or whether it is the season after with this ownership and this direction, relegation is coming. This is terminal decline. There is no getting out of this. Unless as Dave says, the Farhad Mashiri has a bloody Christmas carol sort of night wakes up. And is told (laughs) like, Oh, actually what day is this? Oh, it's Christmas day boss. Well, I'll leave Everton alone now, shall I? It's just, unless that happens, there, there is nothing good going to happen. Yes. And that is just so damning to say because you could bring in the right manager, but the right manager will be wrong because the owner is so toxic that he makes yes. everything wrong. It's just, there's still no head of recruitment. There's still no director of football. There's still no proper board. There is no one on there that says no to the man now. Like, he got rid of... this strategic review was to get rid of the one fella who disagreed with him and told him his decisions were a load of shite. I just... What do you even say to that now? Mm. Now it is literally just, right, this is my train set. I might stick it into a vat of acid if I want. Yeah, Farhad, you crack on with that, matey. There's no one there to say no anymore. <laughs> uh,
1: it is It is truly like Scrooge, isn't it? We feel like Bob Cratchit and Tiny Tim under under Scrooge. Do you know what I mean? We, we, actually, we actually want our lives to become a lot better as Everton fans, yet this fella's refusing to change unless... Get some sort of epiphany from somewhere, and that's not going to happen. It is absolutely not going to happen, and I completely agree with you, Mike. I think there's <laughs> the, the time is coming where Everton go down. That that is that is going to happen if this continues. Because yes, okay, we might not go this year, but if he's still there, continuing to manage the, and own this football club the way he does, failure is only ever going to continue. In dire straits, we're gonna go down at some point if it continues like this. Um, and you know, you look at it and think, does he deserve it? Absolutely, he deserves it to manage a football club like that. And I say manage when it is actually he is sort of a manager, isn't he? That's that's the thing. You look at him and think he's actually managing this side based on the decision he's making. Um, and you know, does does he wake up and, and, and smell the coffee when Ultimately, financially, it'll hit him hard. Because if we're in a Premier League club, the, the money he makes, or well, whether he earns money from Everton, but we will lose money from Everton if they go down, is it that point where he thinks, I'm out of this thing, which I prefer, actually, if he left or looked elsewhere. For, and so we have a different owner um, and a different leader at the football club. Is he going to go down that route if we go down? There's a point where he will cut this. Um, It just, just, we need to worry about how far down the rabbit hole this goes before he decides that either he changes how he is or he leaves the football club. And, you know, by the time either of those things happen, I think it'll be far too late that you are able to look at Everton as a Premier League club that plays in its brand new stadium. I mean, does that even happen? If we go, if you got relegated, would that happen the way in which it's expected to happen right I, now?
0: I, I, I don't know if like the the funding sort of ring fenced or whatever, but even, even if we don't go down, like it, it's just like we've got what
1: two three years left at Goodison. He's that bad. He's um, that bad of an owner that <laughs> you can't celebrate that there's a positive future coming via Bramley Moor. That's how bad this has gone. There are times when Everton have lost games, and the club have done it. the The, the PA, the, the, the PR, the club have tried to sell it, haven't they? When we've lost, or we've sold players or whether we've lost games or i have been on a poor run results, there's always been check out this brand new picture of another piece of sand at Bramley Moor, and everyone's gone. Ah, oh, yeah, at least we've got that. At least I've got that little diamond in the back of my mind that is the thing that makes Everton better. There's not even that anymore. I, I, whenever they put them those really nice. Uh, drone things when he took drone pictures of it and all that I look at him like I look at it with disdain though. I don't I don't look at it with pleasure or, or imagine how good it's going to be when that's well, there because
0: you can't you don't know team, you'd, you'd rather stay where we are and have a functioning team you know what what's what's the point in going to that stadium if we've got a team and a manager that we all hate who's yeah. been appointed by a fellow who, who, who hasn't got a clerk you know, it, 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 there's two, two three years left at Goodison and and this is what we're watching. You know, this this amazing
1: place. It's Horrible indictment for Goodison as well, Matt, isn't it? That's saying goodbye to like when we're in the championship. Can you imagine that? But, like, you
0: look at it and obviously we're not at this point yet, but the last season West Ham had at Upton Park and the last season Tottenham had, at White Hart Lane, two teams to move in recent years. They, they, they had an amazing time. You know, West Ham had Payet that year and they finished seventh in the table. They had so much fun. They all
1: in that last game. Yeah, yeah,
0: Spurs went through the entire season, I think, without losing at White Hart Lane. They had a dynamic manager with young players who were who were hungry and, and pressing on. By the looks of it, what are we going to have? We'll have? We'll have Dwight Gale I'll and Jordan Rhodes on. up front, yeah? We'll be, playing we'll be in the championship League One. Yeah. It's it's just it's just sad and, and that and that place deserves better than, than that to, to sit to sit there and think, you know, I'll, I know we all joke about it and stuff, but how sad isn't it that, that we as fans and lads at the age we are going going to the game, being lucky enough to potentially be at Goodison Park for the last game there, the last season there, the last goal there. And none of us really want to be there. Yeah. No, no, no one looks forward to going the match anymore. It's an absolute chore because the football club have drained all the enthusiasm out of us. And it's, it's, just, it's just really sad that Goodison Park is, is, you know, we're counting down the games now until we, until we move away. And you'd rather be anywhere else.
1: It's just, Count down the games until it's summer and it's six, it'll be three months before we actually watch them again. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a lot of fans say this to me, and I've, I'll admit I've said it, where, oh, you know, why do you keep bothering with your season ticket? A lot of that has been because I'll have a ticket in the new arena do you know what I mean? And, yeah. and now I'm not even look, I'm not looking forward to that. Genuinely not looking forward to that. Yes, it could it could flip in the click of a finger if Everton go on a run and things start to turn round and get sorted by whoever's in charge. You know, I, I, I had a lot of chats on on Twitter about Duncan Ferguson and me not wanting him anywhere near being Everton manager. Um, I don't want him to fail if he gets it with all of my heart, I want him to succeed. I want him to become what everybody seems to think he is. It's the lack of evidence that scares me. We we, we have no idea what this fella could do other than the four games he did as a caretaker where, well, you got five points in four games. You know, it, it, it's so risky. It's such a risk to go down that line. And then people, naturally the people will say, oh, well, who would you go and get then? Who would you go and get? Who's you gonna get? Well, it, I hate to, to bail it out a little bit, but it's not down to us or me who choose who the next manager is. I wouldn't be spot on if I picked who I would choose, who I go and pick. It doesn't really matter whatsoever. The big concern is that it's Farhad Mashiri who is going to do this and well, going to go and pick somebody.
0: The thing is, Dave, when you're in this position, anyone's a risk. When, when you've got a team this bad and out of court <laughs> and you've got a fan base that's so fractured and divided... Yeah. Any person you put in there is a risk. But apparently, Mike, the person that they want just to finish this off is Roberto Martin, as like (laughs) I said, that is, I mean, that is just insane, isn't it? To to look at this group of players and to look at how things ended for him. And like you said, the fact he's been out of club football for so long, that would be, even for Farad mashiri that would be a, wow, what on earth are you doing? Sort of appointment for
2: me. Yeah, um, On the plus side, he's only the second-worst appointment that he could possibly make right now. But against that, he's just sacked the fella who's the (laughs) first-worst. So, you know. Things are getting better (laughs) then. I I just... It's one of those things that you just... It kind of makes you think that Mashiri is a Jim Henson puppet and this is all a Truman Show experience. Like it must be a social experiment to see how far you can push a fan base before they snap, because it's just, you couldn't do more. To, if you sat down in a room and go, right, so this fan base is currently probably the most divided it's ever been. We need a lot of unity here. But if I was going to pick someone who would completely fracture that even further and make it even more divided, who would that be? That man's probably Roberto Martinez. It it just it, it baffles belief that you would you would sit in a room and think that is a good idea. I mean, let's be honest. We all know where that name has come from. It's come from Bill Kemright. Like that is where the name has has originally come from because he's always loved them. Never wanted them sacked in the first place. Still maintained a good friendship with them. Yeah, has always said he wants to bring them back. It's romantic. It's typical Bill, and it's utterly. It's just well, it's fan-
0: fantasy, isn't it? It's fantasy.
1: see I was oh, just gonna man. say, do you know the irony and all that we're talking about with Bill, like and Martinez and stuff like that? Is the name David Moyes has not been mentioned once, and the irony is that he's actually doing a good job. That is a name has not been mentioned. That's how low this has got. That nobody's saying go after Moyes, you can't get Moyes because he's doing well at West Ham. That's how poor this has been. Why isn't Bill, of all people, saying, I'm going to give Davy Moyes a ring? Because he knows Davey Moyes wouldn't touch Everton right now. Well, Graham that, Potter did the same pictures. yesterday,
0: didn't he? Graham Potter was very quick to rule himself out of it yesterday. There was some reports linking him with it. He's like, actually, do you know what? Nah, not going anywhere
2: near that. Yeah. yeah. Any manager. He's ruined, like, his if any he's, any that, he's ruined his career if he comes to Everton. Yeah. If uh, any manager in any sort of stable job, especially in the Premier League at the moment, why on earth would you come to the worst run club in the country? Why yeah. would you do that? Yeah, it's not not gonna happen, is it? No,
0: how do you feel about Martin
1: Dave? <laughs> uh, look, I don't even want to say he's a nice fella, to be honest with you, because he is a really nice fella. As was it, doesn't said. matter, I know that's what I mean. Yeah. Th- these things don't matter. I- I'd rather he be a bit of a knobhead, to be honest it's with like, you. It's people. like the Seamus Coleman caveat, isn't it? He's a nice fella, yeah. but well, that's I don't again, that's another conversation I had. Why didn't Patterson play ahead of Coleman because Coleman? is finishing isn't he let's be fair as nice as the guy is and as loyal as he's been and all that stuff and he's been great like Baines he's, he's he's in a position that I look at where I think he comes on if needed if required he'll sit on the bench if required get him on for the last 20 in a game or whatever if, some, if, if, if there's a really desperate injury crisis um, and you sort of a lot of our fans the sentiment thing will rip you for saying that but where, where do Everton? How far do Everton go if, if James Coleman's still playing thirty odd games as a right back? Everton aren't finishing in the top of the you know the top half of the league if that continues, and I don't mean to insult him by saying that, but it's the truth, and and that's that that's what you look like getting in any of these guys, particularly Martinez. And like I said, all again, I'm going down the sentiment line that first season under Martinez. I probably go as far as saying that's the best I've felt as an Evertonian at, at, at certain games of that. I remember that. The one that sticks in my head Villa away when we had Lukaku and he absolutely ripped them apart. The players he signed as well, briefly, albeit for, you know, <laughs> Alcaraz and stuff like that. He, he signed players that were really good for us. Gareth Barry wouldn't be at Everton without Roberto Martinez, probably, you know, McCarthy, getting like in, all of that happened under him. I can understand, and this is how far I will just just as far as I will go with this. I understand if people remember him well and say, you know, he did a really good job. Like I've said, brilliant season, probably one of the best I've seen as a as an Everton fan at the age of 34 now. But that's as far as it went because after that, it just continued to become a disaster even when people will still bang on the fact that we reached two semi semi-finals in the FA Cup and the League Cup in the season that he left. Look at the manner in which we left. Going to Wembley to watch that semi-final against Man United was one of the darkest days I've had as an Everton fan, the way in which we lost there um, to Martial's Gordon in the last minute. All of those memories come back really dark to me personally anyway, apart from that first season. Could he? Could he replicate that? Absolutely not. There's no way he could replicate that, because how Everton go and sign players? Do you think? Do you think if this happened right now and the uh, Lukaku we had was back at West Brom, like he was at the time, on loan from Chelsea, do you think this Everton right now could go and get that and and, and allow that to happen? Absolutely not. He wouldn't come to Everton even if he was on loan at West Brom. Absolutely no chance. That's how low this is gone so how do I feel about Martinez yeah thanks for the memories mate but please don't come back well this, this this version of Everton is probably closer to his Wigan
0: side isn't it
1: that's a good point yeah I think that I think that's a that's a really good yeah. are Harrison,
0: you okay Mike
2: Pete just said thanks for the memory
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> do you want it do you know no no do you know what that song's uh, gone in your head though hasn't it Mike? <laughs> and, and, do you know what You said something there, Dave, that I vehemently disagree with. You you can see why people remember him fondly. I can't. I'll I'll give you some very small reasons as to why. Everton 3, Stoke 4. Everton 1, West Ham Oh, no, Everton 2, West Ham 3. Yeah. That's without even thinking about one of the derbies as well. Everton 3. And do you know what? Yeah, take your pick with the derbies. So whichever one Liverpool scored four and do you want to do the one where Clock was laughing his head off or like we, any doesn't that thing where he tossing his fingers in the air or that? Yeah. Like, Lucas know, Lucas Le- Le- at nearly scored a whopper. It was it was genuinely one of the most embarrassing times to yeah. be an Evertonian. How spineless, how woeful that team was and that was all because Roberto Martinez was given more and more and more responsibility as his tenure went on and as that team became more his team and less of David Moyes really organised defensive unit it became an absolute clusterfuck it was useless it it was defunct as a football team it did not function as it should have and he became more and more insular and more and more warped do we not remember the infuriation any time the man would speak about the utter fantasy that would fall out of his face. Yeah. It was like there was a rabbit in his head working the controls, just picking words at random and phenomenal in every seventh word. Do we not remember this? Like Tim, Tim, Sticking with Tim Howard. Do, do, do we not remember the, oh. the, the talk of them booing themselves in the changing room? Like, has everyone just forgotten how utterly, <laughs> mindingly vile? Do we need to go back and discuss... Umar ass being signed, legging it round the pitch in a pair of jeans, and then discussing his (laughs) wrist for like five weeks on end. Really? Do we actually need to go back and do all that? It was a short risk that got me Do we need to talk about Farah Mishiri being accosted on the train on the way home to London, being told to sack him on a weekly basis until he sacked them? Do we need to talk about losing 3-0 away at Sunderland and everyone being fucking made up? We lost 3-0 away at Sunderland. Buzzing because Sam Allardyce is dancing. Like, that happened? And then he came <laughs> to us. That all <laughs>
1: happened.
0: Was that the Lamidi Kone brace game? But yeah. he just just, the one
1: and then we tried Machiri, to sign him. But you've just I, listened. I, you've just listed the one thing that Machidi actually listens to us about was being in Martinez okay. again. There's ironies He's going all over the place here, but isn't we, it? If he goes and signs the fella that
2: he sacked, because we all told him to. Dave, and now he won't Dave, listen to anything we say. Dave, we paid him. Over £10 million not to manage Everton Football Club (laughs) in the years since he's left. Like, I feel (laughs) like I'm taking crazy pills. Get Cuban back. Like, (laughs) I can't can't even entertain just how ridiculous it is. (laughs) Terrifying. It is nuts.
1: You would genuinely cry if you didn't laugh at you. The
0: Bournemouth game... The 3-3. And I remember, I think it was 49 days later, we did exactly the same at Chelsea. Chelsea? <laughs> oh, sc- yeah. Scored, scored to go 3-2 up in injury time and still didn't win. Unbelievable. Yeah. as Mori as well. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to quickly rattle through some of the... Um, obviously, put a tweet out to ask people, what do Everton do now? And, the date um,
1: being up there, wasn't it?
0: Uh, yeah, Frank McKenna said, if you successfully answer that one, lads, there is likely a vacancy at Downing Street that we need filling soon. Hmm. Mike Blakey said, Championship will be loads of fun. Imagine losing in the playoffs four years in a row. <laughs> Dave Sullivan, the club is systematically broken. It is very obvious now that we have multiple people trying to wrestle control from each other. Clearly, divisions at board level and have a divided dressing room. The solution is complete overhaul, but it won't happen. So, aim is to finish 17th. Yep. Uh, an obstructive use said uh, attempt to create some form of unity and bring in some much needed positivity to the club. Avoid in capitals making it another ridiculously divisive appointment and bringing more completely unnecessary hostility and toxicity to our football club. That's absolutely spot on, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. Jim Keegan, fold, settles free. <laughs> 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 Les Roberts, fold. Wayne Brown, plant of promotion. Uh, and Paul Dwyer, I think, sums it up very succinctly. They haven't got a clue what to do. So, he is very true. That is where we are. Um, we'll have loads more this week as Everton flounder around looking
1: for a new manager. Crossing well, our fingers. Just pump. before we finish, Matt, who, who do you think gets it then? I think Ferguson. I think it'll be Ferguson
0: for a bit and then they might look at Rooney. For a
1: bit though, this is the problem. People have said that to me. I want Ferguson. I want Ferguson for a bit. Can you really afford going for a bit when you're in probably... A relegation fight. I, I think no. they'll just. I, I
0: think they'll do what they did last time and effectively wing it. Do you remember, do you remember when Ferguson was in charge last time? They have announced ever, it every week for every game. There was a statement saying, "This is who's going to be the manager today." I, I, th- I think it'll be like that again for a bit, and and I, th- I think I think if he can get a couple of wins on the board quick, he might he might just let him have it to the end of the season, yeah. and then hopefully it won't happen. But hopefully they can go and get a director of football who they trust, and the arena will just let that person crack on with the job. But that I happen. think
2: I think they're going to spend about the next two or three weeks asking about with Belgium, trying to get Martinez yeah. paid off and out of there. They're going to realise that that isn't going to happen because it's a World Cup year, and then they're going to panic and probably keep with Ferguson for a while, and at that point, they'll probably go crawl into Rooney at Derby. Well, that's what
1: they 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 in They were really close, as you know, um, Christoph T- Tafor, isn't it, Matt? Hmm. He said already that um, the DFA at Belgium have said they don't want him to move anywhere because they've got a World Cup coming up in more 10 months'
0: time now. Do, um, do you think Everton would go on bended knee to Martin? As I say, you can do both jobs. I don't think he'd be allowed to do that by Belgium, fortunately.
1: um. But yes, I do, could do, do, that
0: you, do you like a like footy manager where you're playing and you have an international team and a yeah. club team?
1: At the same time, one, one, well, Michael one, O'Neill at Stoke had happened with him, didn't he? Yeah. he was he, he was managing Northern Ireland and Stoke at the same time. Imagine um, managing Everton and
0: Belgium, going from go from training our lads to going to work with some of their players
1: every so often. Oh my yeah. word! Like doing yeah. like doing two different sports, training with Hazard and De Bruyne, one day next day getting up to Tom Davis and Alan who can't <laughs> run properly and stuff. Uh, That's hard. I'm sorry about that, but yeah, that that I mean, look, anything's on the table, and that's the really worrying thing. There's literally anything possible with the clan we have who runs, the, who's in charge of the football club, um, and yeah, until he he goes, do we want him out? Yes, we do want him out, but you know, are we <laughs> with that? <laughs> with that desperate, you you want him out to have a new owner come in? You. I'd be really, really cautious about him spending money. This
2: football club, I just to be honest, yeah, I'd just settle for him acting like an adult. I'd yeah, just settle for him. it normal, and going, yeah. Hang on, this has not worked. Do you know what, lads? I've absolutely screwed Copped the pooch up. on this, I've yeah. knackered it. So, do you know what? I'm gonna finally defer to people who know what they're talking about. I'd love the man to really just...
1: White. <laughs> do,
2: do you know just just one other shout we've just come in and I've seen. Um...
0: Neil on Twitter talking about this fellow a lot. I don't, I don't know if you'd be up for this, Mike, but um, shout for this is from Chris Madrid saying go on off for Valverde. He's a top level manager with a proven track record. It's an obvious choice that nobody has mentioned. That if, if they went to so like insular. They went to so insular. I think that would be a, a smart one.
2: Yeah, I'd be happy with Valverde. I wouldn't wouldn't hate it. But you know, I've I said it for years. I said it after Coom was sacked. So my number one choice is still remains Lucien Favre. It's the Obvious choice to me has trouble getting a team out of this, has uh, not trouble, has experience of getting a team out of this position before. Um, yeah, and I uh, just is a very good manager, seems to overachieve everywhere he goes. Um, yeah, plays nice football and seems like a nice fella. So, if you want your managers to be nice fellas, then there you go, Greg. That one ticks your box, on it? But yeah, I, like I, I'm not even enthused anymore because I've said it for that many yeah. years. That it's just never going to happen. It's, it's not going to happen because it's too sensible a thing for them to do. When they can sit yeah. there and go, "Well, we could just appoint Roberto go, <laughs> <again>, couldn't we?" <laughs> just, <sighs> well, do you know what?
1: Uh, again, it's, it's quite funny, isn't it, that the the board, aside from Machine who's getting all this criticism from us, the the board itself must be absolutely buzzing that. Not being spoken of.
0: Who's on the board? on the board? Who is, who is, is the on the board?
1: board? It's just Graham Sharp and Bill Kenner, right sat in a room at this point. And honestly, Denise as well. She must. She must be loving this. Denise. She must have a nice time at home.
2: But like the, 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 the there is nothing. The, there is no board. It doesn't exist. It's just two mates sat there having a bit of a chat. And then Fire Mishiri sends him a text about three bells and going, yeah, I've sacked the manager. Anyway, cheers, <laughs> lads. I'll speak to you in three weeks. Just... God.
1: Uh, Bill's definitely getting pissed over now, isn't he? It's just... Oh,
2: God.
1: Him and me both. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell. Yeah, it's been... Do you reckon Marcel Brands would come back if you'd offered him the job? No. No, absolutely please. not. Nope. <laughs> no, with 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 the uh, with different set of circumstances. Then, I mean, yes. You want to believe him? Would you? if
2: Farah said come back, I'm gonna let you do your job? Would you believe him? No, you wouldn't. If would the you? caveat was that Mishiri had basically been given his own hamster wheel to run in <laughs> and was stuck in it for the next three years and we had no way out, I think he might consider it. But unless those were the specific circumstances, I would probably say no, he wouldn't.
1: Put that big hamster wheel on the sands at Bramley Moor and just let him run yeah. until Bramley Moor's ready. Oh, be-
0: should
2: get one of those big hamster balls, which they just yeah. run around in. <laughs> oh, my God, I know what we need to do. I know. So, right. So, who was that magician who was, like, big a few years ago used to do? Was it David, David Blaine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, was so, Paul Daniels. Right, No, no, not him. <laughs> Um, so we need to get Mashiri right into David Blaine get him into loads of David Blaine stuff like a box and all <laughs> I, that that he has to stay in for, 20, for 40 days or something like that pretty much me thinking is if you get him into the idea of sitting in a box in the middle of the sky where he can't do anything talk to anyone or just that's it then he might really get big into that and you can just like put him in one of them for a while and then just crap on. When you know, some big
0: decisions need to be made, it's like, here you go, go go in this car box. Get in the box. Six <laughs> weeks. <Yeah. laughs>
1: didn't did tr- he stand? Didn't
0: coming on Rowan's a big <laughs> Didn't he, like, did he like? Didn't David Blaine stand on a big pillar in
1: London? That was it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he did, did, you know, no, the big, the big. I I was actually I loved David Blaine for quite some time. Not not in a mad way of like being a magic man or anything like that but that pole one he did in New York and he jumped onto a load of cardboard boxes the one you're thinking of is when he was put in a, little, a, glass, a little glass box yeah like six, six feet long or something and um, drones kept on flying up throwing,
2: throwing didn't cheese like,
1: big didn't he like not eat or something for like 40 days yeah or that's it yeah. people <laughs> Mackies did an advert where he put a, a bag of Mackey's in the drone and flew it up to him trying to try and <up>.
2: Fair play, that's like old school psychological talk. Yeah. Yeah, here, Get David Blaine in, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Does he still do stuff? I don't know. he haven't done any, he just
2: has he? Oh, we got it here. Yeah.
1: Get him on a pole outside, <laughs> probably more.
0: There we go. <laughs> talk about World Heritage status. My god,
1: that would be amazing. I've got it, I've got his book in Arloff, David Blaine i don't know why i have no idea have you... why maybe he put it in himself no idea you... why it's
2: have because you, you it love david blaine dave what it's because you love them
1: yeah that's right yeah now that my mum got me his book god
0: don't
2: think, think that i wasn't <laughs> giving a read i yeah. can't imagine i can't imagine <laughs> just saying i liked david blaine enough for someone to buy me his book
0: <laughs> send, so, package,
2: it, package it and send it to machinery and we can get
0: yeah. this we can get this we can get this process started. That's it. Oh well it's really yeah how to make it <laughs> the, the, just <laughs> set, send it to him in a massive cardboard box. And <laughs> we can just come <laughs> and go and go and go and stand in it for 40 days, suspend <laughs> it above somewhere and read the plane's book, and hopefully. We can start getting this all sorted. of um, the liver buildings. Oh, my <laughs> word. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, that, uh, yeah, we'll leave it there. Uh, <laughs> we'll have loads more this week because loads more is going to happen. Um, could Roberto Martinez be the fella? Let's let's see. Let's see. <laughs> I mean, it's eventful. It, that, that's all you can say at this point. Um, will there even be a club by the time Villa comes around on Saturday? Will Micah to just park to the ground? Will David Actually. Blaine be a manager? <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next time on The Blue Room to find out. Cheers for listening, everyone. The Blaine Room. I'll speak to the Blaine
1: <laughs> <laughs> The General Insurance presents Shower Ballads by Shaq.
2: And I'm going to keep my love in you. Because
1: out everyone does sound better in the shower and it turns out the general is a quality insurance company that's been saving people money for nearly 60 years I just love
0: you. for a great low rate and nearly 60 years of quality coverage make the right call and go with the general
1: the general auto insurance services inc insurance agency nashville tennessee some restrictions apply
2: sports social podcast network